How nice it is again to stand in front of you. It's been a while, like Willem said. And um, I, somebody like me always needs to keep on actually practicing this because it's not something for me that comes naturally. It only comes natural when you hear and God takes over. That's where I normally <laughs> do better. Yeah, I'm going to like jump right into it. I've, I've had such a, for those of you that's been to the gathering um, two weeks ago, last week, it was last week Saturday, last week Saturday, just like two weeks ago, um, while we were worshipping, I had this moment with God where, don't give it to me, he's I, I, I had some, a moment with God where I was just worshipping and I just had this vision of God. But not so sorely about what his face is like or what that. I just saw a picture of God. And I'm going to talk to you guys about that today. Um, I don't know, have anybody of you ever had a vision or thought about how he looks? Ruak, you thought about it. Anybody else? Nobody. <laughs> so if we, everybody has mostly thought about how God looks. I don't know why, it's probably because we are humans and we want to connect probably a face to what we want to know. Um, but in the Bible, it says something totally different and we're going to get to that as we carry on. Um, I want to start off with John 4 verse 24. I said to Nazli earlier before I was putting on, we're not going to have any pressure in front today. Uh, AB is also a pressureful uh, job or whatever they do, but so let's see. Um, anyway, it's, 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 it's stressful. Uh, okay, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. So the Bible clearly say that God is of spirit and what I just want to just put into our back minds today is that there's no physical how he looks. That's, that's not important to him. It's important for him to know that we must, that he is of spirit and that we must worship him in spirit. That is very important for today. That was one of the first verses when I started off, right on the top, is worship him in spirit. And as I was worshiping in Benham, let us just have a pre-worship. Oh, I just, I couldn't slip, you know. I just, I couldn't. And, um, so worship is going to play a big role on today. And then, as I was going on yesterday and I was looking at this picture of what I saw, I saw God on the throne and actually you can put that picture up for us. It's like I said, the face is not important. But that's the sort of, that's the nearest I can come to what I saw at the gathering. And, um, I just, and as me and Willem talked in the week, we just got to, to the word majesty. And maybe you can just put up the word, the meaning of the word majesty just quickly. Majesty, greatness of appearance. So God's appearance is, is so great. Um, so last week we had Richard here, Richard Gordon, and he was talking about God and how, how great he is, how powerful he is. He created the stars, he created the sun, the moon, um, and all the greatness of God, the power of God, and how he created things 
to, to, to give Him glory. And, um, and I just had this other side of God to, that I wanted to prepare today. It's, it's more of a, the heart of God. More of how He looks onto us. How He looks at you, each one of you. And sort of how we look at Him, but not at His face. I think that's important because a lot of us, me, myself, actually, because that, that was the first thing that I was, I was busy with myself yesterday. Because I've had a bit of an obscured way of looking at God and what He is for me. And, um, and I'm going to try and give you a little bit of a picture today about what the connection is between us and God. So I'm going to go to Exodus 33 verse 20. Just to, 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 to show you what, what the Bible says about, about God and how we... Yeah. So, but he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I think, I think it is because of his powerfulness. You can't look at him and see his face. It says there. Because he's in spirit. We're going to go to Ezekiel 1, verse 26 to 28. Above the expanse of their heads was what looked like a throne of sapphire, and high above all on the throne was a figure like that of a man. I saw that from what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like glowing metal as if full of fire, and that from there down he looked like fire, and brilliant light surrounded him. So... Not, not talking about his face, but talking about his appearance. Mm. Talking about what's going out of him. Revelation 1, verse 14 to 16. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze flowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in its brilliance. Just a, you know, just a picture of how we must look at him. And, you know, and as I was reading this, it was, I was just looking at how God sees us, how we see God, how we look at God. And as you, as you, from a young age, you know, those of us that's been in church, you get this, 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 this mental back thought about what God is and, and, and how He looks. I don't know why. For me, it was always a thing about how does God look? Because you can't really, I don't want to run ahead of myself, but you can't really love someone in, in our human way if we can't see Him. How can you do that? got to see him but the bible says no in the spirit not in not in flesh but in the spirit because he is of spirit and not of flesh i'm talking about god jesus came down and he was of flesh um and yesterday and as i was preparing and writing down and you know i just had this moment with god where i just I just had that thing about how he looks at me. And, and that brought me to Isaiah 66. One to two. 
This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne. That's why His majesty is king. And the earth is my footstool. So the meaning of footstool is a place where you rest your feet. So on His throne and on His chair, He's got His feet resting on earth. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. This is the one I esteem. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Trembles. That was an interesting word for me yesterday. Because I was like, Lord, how are you looking at us? How are you, you know, as small little human beings, how are you looking at us? And that, like, trembles at his word. I got that like obviously right at the end of the verse. And that brought me to fear. God says we must fear him. But why? Why must I fear somebody? Why must I fear my brother? I love my brother. We've got relationship. But why must I fear him? There's nothing to fear. Because there's relationship with God we can fear. That's the difference that he wants. Because you can't fear somebody if you don't have a relationship with him. Um, and then I wrote, I, I was thinking about what, what is it that fear, what, what sort of fear do I have? I've got fear of sin. I've got fear of disappointing God. I've got fear of the steps that I've taken to move back again because that damages relationship. But why is it that when I do something wrong against my brother, we can discuss it in five minutes and it could be something of, of the past. We can forgive each other. Why do I have that fear with God? And why is it that that I see that differently. How, why does God look at me differently than I, in my mind, in my eyes? And then I got to the point where, yesterday, where I've looked at my life and, and I realized that sometimes there is a, when I do something, for instance, I would, I'm going to take smoking as an example because that is something that I've been walking a long road with and a lot of people, my mom, my dad, they've been nagging me year in, year out, when are you going to stop, when are you going to stop and, and that was like, just leave me alone please, I want to smoke, I've got nothing against smoking, it's something that calms me, it's something that helps me. God. Strangely enough, I haven't ever felt conviction on smoking. And as I, when I joined Dostian about three, four years ago, um, the, the more I got into relationship with God, relationship, because of my obscured way of thinking and looking at Him, my relationship with God wasn't really there, so I just want to put that there. And as my relationship with God got better and closer, it started to get a little, like a little bit of a conviction for me. A little bit, just a little bit, just seats here and there. And um, as time goes on, I started to, to try. You know, I'm going to 
try and stop smoking. There's been word, somebody that worked in, in our house, uh, old Rian, she just came to me and said, Stefan, the year that you have a good and stoer, but you have a rook. Okay, that started off. God wanted to tell me something. He wanted to say something to my ear, which I didn't want to hear. And I've always had a way of keeping people at distance. Keeping him at distance because I know he wants to crap in me. He wants to push my buttons. You know, and that's why relationships with me was very obscure in some ways. As soon as somebody got too close to me, I didn't want them to push a button. I pushed them away. Um, and uh, me and my wife, Sue Jane, we... I think my, my conviction came a little bit before her on smoking and as time went by, we both started to try and, and stop. Failed, stop, failed. And, and that's where it came in. When it became a conviction in my heart, I started to feel like I'm failing because my vision, my way of looking at God and fear of God was obscured. I tried to, I failed. I tried to, I failed. The same with sin. The moment I sin, I fear God. The moment I sin, I fear God. The moment I disappointed Him, I fear God. So that was all connected to sin. My relationship with God was only connected to sin. And that was obscured. And that is what God wanted to show me yesterday when I was busy, busy with Him. is not to have an obscured vision of me. Not to have this obscured way of thinking of me. And um, yeah, and as, as we were going on with the stop smoking thing, and I don't want to ponder too much on that, but we, and as my relationship got closer to God, it start, started to get more clear to me why I should stop. Why must I stop? Because my relationship with others gets influenced because of my, my smoking. Where is he? Andre, Darcy. Now he's in he's in our home group, right? For for a couple of months after I've stopped, me and him has been walking around about. He said I asked him if I can talk about it. He's been trying to stop drinking. I've been trying to stop smoking. But after I stopped smoking, there was a couple of months I think that I still kept smoking but I didn't tell anybody about it because I, was, I had a fear of man are you going to listen to this? I had a fear of man I was more scared about what Willem as an elder from the church is going to tell me than I was what God was going to tell me but the difference is that God was anyway looking at me anyway I knew I can't hide it from him but I could hide it from Willem and because I was hiding, Andre struggled with hiding his alcohol as well. I'm not going to say that totally because of that, but that is a working of me being sinful and obscured way of relation with God that works into our brothers and sisters. And, um, yeah. And, as, and, and, and when I started getting that better, me and Andre's relationship started getting better. I'm going to go back to my notes. 
Are you with me? So to get back to God's relationship with us. And it's not something that I've realized long ago. It's something that I realized really off a really short, like a short while ago. It's actually last week. Me and Andre, we were driving to work and he's with Willem and Leone um, at the moment. Um, God is restoring him as a father, as a human, as a man, as a child of God. And I just want to give us, just give him a clap. He's doing tremendous today. You know, and he just came to work and he was sobbing, sobbing. And I looked at him and I said, Andre, what's fault? What's wrong? He said to me, here, Stefan, I had a moment with God last night. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. And I just had this, this disappointment that I've never had before about what I've done in my sin. And in that moment of intimacy with God, in that moment, it just, poof. It took the veils out. He said to me, just like this, my eyes opened up. And um, he just said to me, I just felt, I just felt this soreness of what I've done. And that's where the fear of God comes in. Because he had more a fear of man than he had a fear of God. He was too scared to tell me he's drinking because we work together. And I would smell alcohol on him and I would ask him, Andre, did you drink? Did you drink? Did you drink? Did you drink? Because he was scared of telling me. But he was in relationship with God. But he didn't fear God. He didn't fear that moment that he was going to do it. That's why God says, when the temptation come, run away. There was no fear. Russell, um, what did say, fun? Russell Fraser said yesterday on Facebook that when the church feared God, we as a church grew better. There was a time that we feared God. And in myself, I don't think it's because of we're not wanting to fear Him. I just think that our way of looking at Him is making us disillusionable about what the fear must be like and what the fear in our hearts must be. Because if I, if I look at my dad, I fear him. But I fear him in a good way. I don't fear him in a bad way. He's not going to come and hit me. Unnecessarily. <laughs> I'm going to give him a reason to give, to give me a high Or I'm gonna, now that I'm older, I'm going to give him a reason to come give me a talking to. And say, so uh-uh, my boy, that's not good. That's not right. But he is going to do it out of love. And thank God I've got a father that can show me that. And that's something that I've learned. Why my connection with God and love and fearing father has been obscured, I don't know. But the face doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is what God showed me yesterday about what the, the heart of the Father is. Is to fear in the correct way. 
Because I've had a fear of man for a long time. For a long, long time. And because of fear of man, it sort of made it difficult for me to focus on God. And focus on, on how I should have relation to Him. Because at the end of the day, I've always had this thing about God will provide. Because He wants to. Because He values us. Great. Richard said to me about that yesterday. I was looking for the third point. I wrote it down. I sent my wife a WhatsApp about what the third point. Anybody that can remember last week's third point of Richard? I was taking a chance. Maybe somebody remembered. It was value. And then the third one, I can't remember. Anyway. So there's a way that God looks at us. Hmm? Character. Character. What did he say? Character. What about character? I wasn't sure, but I character. Doesn't matter. So it's the way that God looked at us and the way we looked at him. Because it's important for me and Billum to, to have a good relationship. We've got to have the correct way of looking at each other. I've got to know he's my brother and he's got to know I'm his brother. To, to do church well, I've got to know that he's my elder and he's got to know that I'm his sheep. And he's got to look after me as sheep. Because it's important for the relationship with us and God to know what we are and what he is. And I can tell you that a lot of that will come in with the alone time. And that's why I wanted to use Andre as, a, as, a, as, a, as an example. Because he spent a lot of time with God before, but why hasn't he had that moment where God could take off his, his veil over his eyes? It's because he opened it. God woke him and he said, I'm going to spend time with God now. And because he made that time of intimacy, God could show him what God wanted to show him. It's good now I can quickly get my thoughts together. Because of, of the time that he spent with the Lord now, 
I'm sure that his relationship with God will be better. Not because of God being having a wrong relationship with Andre, but Andre having a wrong relationship with God. I'm going to call it wrong. It's just the way that we that we look. It's just the way that we understand how God works. I want us to read Psalm 31, verse 19. And this is the way that God wants us. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men, on those who take refuge in you. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. So the goodness of God will be great and stored up. Um, which you have stored, who fear you. So he wants us, his heart is for us to fear him. He wants us to fear him. Because he's great. Majesty. But in a good way. Not in a bad way. I always thought of God with his lasher, you know. That's why I connected sin with God. So it was always this thing about, okay God, sorry. Okay God, sorry. And then there's the Holy Spirit and then there's Jesus that died on the cross that's fighting by the feet of God for us. So I've always felt God as this, this almost well, like a bad dad. <laughs> a dad that always just wants to just punish. And um, in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. So he wants us to, and refuse means a safe place. A place away from danger. That is what his heart is for us. To have relationship with Him so that we can take refuge in Him and fear Him. Okay. I'm going to land it off with Psalm 111. There's three things that we're going to read. Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. So the first thing that he wants us to do is to have wisdom. First thing, to have wisdom. But also the fear of the Lord, to fear him. Exodus 20 verse 20. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. I'm going to read it again. Sometimes I've got to read things twice. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. So don't be afraid of God. God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you, to keep you from sin. So he came to test the people. So we, he doesn't want us to sin, obviously. I mean, he wants us to be sin free. And then, lastly, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men what we are, what we are is plain to God. And I hope it is also plain to your conscience. So the third thing after that, He wants us to have wisdom, He wants us to fear Him. Um, he wants us not to sin. And then He wants us to go out and persuade men to evangelize to people. To, to, to learn people what God is and what He really is. Not the way that we've perceived Him to sometimes be. Because, I mean, the way that I perceive God sometimes 
has been, di been difficult for me to really have a good relationship with him. And that was actually strange yesterday is that my relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit is on a much better level. Which they all won. But they all have different roles to play. And the role of God is important for me to understand as well. Because I can't have a good relationship with the, with, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus, and with God if I don't understand God properly. And it was a, for a couple of months now, I've been having this thing about God. God, more than Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They're all one. But I've just been focusing a little bit better on my, from, my, from inside myself about what God is. And, and as we, you know, as I close off, I, I just felt, and I just want to encourage you before we go into worship again, that if you feel the Holy Spirit working inside you, and, and if you feel that God wants to maybe touch you today and show you what He is, and show you how fear must be with Him, don't hold back anything of yourself. And worship Him in spirit, and not in flesh. Thank you.